What is going on, everyone? Happy Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. Today, we're coming back with you with a late edition of Sunday Talk. It's going to be Jose and I today. We're just going to get started with some questions, uh, courtesy of Chase and Court Dumars. Only one sent in questions this week, but it's all good. We're expecting more questions next week, but we'll get started. Chase's only question, uh, he asked, do you think it's the end of Kentucky, North Carolina for college basketball? With North Carolina getting a new head coach in Kentucky having a horrible season, is it the end for them? So, Jose, I'll pass it off to you first, and then uh, you can hand it back if you got anything else to say. I think it's an end to their dominance of the past couple of years, but I don't think it's the end of them as a program overall. I think they're still going to be a pretty good program. Obviously, they've got the name value. They're going to attract you know, top prospects. Um, as far as the new head coach for North Carolina, I mean, you know, programs get new head coaches all the time. Kentucky, I would not be surprised if they if they get a new head coach soon after this season. But no, I do not think it's the end. It could be like a like we were talking about earlier. You know, we, we see smaller schools become more powerhouse type schools. You know, obviously we've seen Northwestern become a really good program in, in the NFL. Um, so you know, schools come and go. Um, it's just it's just the nature of the sport. Yeah, and I feel like it's like teams like you know the early two thousands and you know make a college football example out here. Uh, we saw teams like USC and uh, obviously University of Miami were very dominant during that time, and then they kind of regressed, but they still had their name value. They're still going to get you know those five stars every once in a while. So I don't think you know Kentucky's still going to be you know it's like Kansas has kind of fallen off the map ever since you know Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid were there. So I think at this point they might not be the most dominant people, but yeah. So. Um, <laughs> We'll move on. Uh, Court, uh, we're far away from questions from Court Dumars here. Thank you for the question. So uh, he's got his, he asked us, what's your way too early college football top five? And I went through and I looked at some teams and I think I got a pretty square way, uh, not in any particular order, but this is what my top four would be. I'd have Alabama. I'd have Oklahoma, you know, with Spencer Rattler out there. Uh, Georgia with DJ. I think they're going to be pretty solid. And I think, you know, Georgia's got a pretty good shot this year. You know, they got JT Daniels. Is, uh, they might be able to get the transfer uh, tight end from LSU. So, uh, Eric Gilbert. So, I see some good potential out of them. And I think Ohio State could squeeze in there, you know, just because they're such a dominant program anyway. They have all the returning wide receivers, their top two guys returning back. And they still got some solid pieces they always do on defense every year. Uh, but, yeah, that's who I'd say is my top five. Jose, uh, who would you have? Yeah, I mean, I don't follow too much college football. Obviously, I do follow some of the top teams, but yeah, Oklahoma's going to be up there for sure. Um, Alabama's going to be up there, as they always are. Clemson, I feel like, is going to take a dip. Obviously, they don't have Trevor Lawrence anymore. We saw how they were without him last season. Um, Ohio State's always up there. I would not be surprised if Oregon takes a huge leap. Obviously, we were, like, not that great last season, but we've got a new guy coming in, Ty Thompson. Heard a lot of good things about him. Uh, we still got Thibodeau. We still got Flo. We still got uh, Noah Sewell. Um, so I feel I feel a good season coming for Oregon. I definitely can agree on that. I mean, your defensive talent's crazy. Thibodeau's a guy that's projected number one overall at this point in a lot of mock drafts by professional guys. So uh, next, Court asks us who's our NBA sleeper team, and this is the one that you know I think what's changed a lot. We've asked, we've been asked about this on the show before. Who's a team you wouldn't want to face in the first round? Like Knicks have been a one we've talked about, the Mavericks, but a team that I'm really looking at. I think it's a sleeper only because they lost Jamal Murray. Is the Denver Nuggets? I think you got to look at the numbers. I was looking at some shooting splits for Michael Porter Jr. This guy is ridiculous. He's shooting like 45% from three since the All Star break averaging about 22 points a game i think you know it's gonna be hard for a team to guard a guy that's six foot ten that can just shoot like that and then they have the mvp playing alongside him i think it's a team that 
has a lot more depth than we thought. But um, having Jamal Murray not out there is going to make teams downplay them. But I think it's going to be a team, you know, they give the ball to Michael Porter Jr. to close out in the clutch. And I think he's a guy that has the potential to do that. So, Jose, who do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously we've seen Michael Porter really step up, uh, kind of almost filling that Jamal role. But, um, I mean, we talked about it on the pod the other day. The Wizards are just a super red hot team, and I do not want to face them if I'm in the play-in game. Um, because it's guys that have been there before, guys that have done it. I mean, we've seen uh, Beal be a game away from the conference finals. We've seen, obviously, Russell go to the finals. So if they're facing an injury-riddled Lakers, watch out. Watch. I mean, not Lakers. Um, Nets. Nets or something. You know, anyone at the bottom of the at, of the East, the Hornets or something. Yeah. They got a good shot. Yeah. So move on to the next question. Uh, will A.J. Brown be a top five wide receiver this season? I think it's a popular question given that he's going to have so many targets to him. Um, you know, they lost John New Smith. They lost Corey Davis, who were basically two and three uh, in terms of reception for this team next year. So, Jose, I'll delegate to you. Do you think he's going to be a top five wide receiver? He definitely has potential to be. I don't know if he will be. The key is going to be how they're able to get their play action going. Obviously, their team runs through their run game. Um, their O-line took a look. I think that they improved it a little bit, but it's not. It's still not amazing. But they're still going to be able to run the ball. Obviously, they're going to, they're going to give it to A.J. Brown outside. But I, I can see him in the top five. I don't know if he if he really will be, though. I, I, I got five guys that I'll take before him, definitely in the draft. Yeah, I think the thing is, you know, is he going to be able to get open? Because he's going to get, like, a safety over top of him every single time he plays. And, I mean, but he really has – he's only gotten 200 targets, I think, to this point in his career. And he's gone over 2,000 yards combined at that point. And if you look at someone like um, Julio Jones in his best season, had about 180 targets – uh, or, you know, he had about 200 targets and he only went eight, uh, 1,800 yards. So I think this kid's special. He's a physical guy at the catch point. He's got to get a lot of yards after catch. If you watch his film, you think, okay, he's about to go down here, but he just plows through just like his teammate, Tarek Henry. I think, just like I mentioned, it's about if he can get open and if he can, like, he's not getting guarded by two guys at the time because who else is going to throw to? Anthony Fersker, uh, Josh Reynolds. There's a lot of no-name guys on that team. I mean, Anthony Fersker did have some good games last season, but – I think, yeah, like you said, he has the potential to more than anyone else. He's got the most wide open uh, target share in the league. So we'll leave it at that. So then our last question, uh, NBA, NFL, NBA draft is coming up soon, which we'll obviously have to address on soon. So Court asked us, uh, the two Jalens, uh, obviously Jalen Suggs is the name that's been very popular. Freaking Zaga was a star for them this year. But a guy who's been under the radar because he was on the Ignite G League team, Jalen Green as well. So he's asking us, would you rather have Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs? And I think until we see, you know, the success of these G League guys coming out, I'm at the role of Suggs. Suggs is the guy that's played against competition, you know, in the NCAA tournament. He's also gone against some other teams um, out of out of conference play. So I'll roll with Suggs right now. But, Jose, what's your opinion on this? Yeah, same. I'm taking Jalen Suggs just for the simple fact that he led this Gonzaga team to the championship game, obviously beating UCLA with the crazy buzzer beater, um, ultimately losing the championship, but definitely, you know, is was taking that Gonzaga team to to the top of the of the tournament, you know, when they don't play in the best of conferences. Um, Jalen Green, a guy I haven't seen a lot of. Uh, obviously, he's a local guy playing in the G Leagues, averaging 18 points per game, you know, solid season. But just from what I've seen, of Suggs, I feel like this guy's definitely the real deal and has the potential to take the 
take the reins of an NBA team, you know, pretty early on. Yeah, so we'll see if all that. I mean, there's a lot of guys. We don't know a definitive number one. We think it's probably going to be Cade Cunningham at this point, but we don't know how the draft lottery is going to turn out because especially in the NBA, you don't know what the order of the draft is going to be until closer to draft time. So we'll start looking at that soon. But without further ado, we're basically going to conclude this episode today. We'll get some more content coming for you later this week. But without further ado, this is Coast to Coast Podcast. We're signing out. Peace.